I'm Catherine Bice, your host to Bowie, a Life in Deeper Water podcast. I live on the Outer Banks of North Carolina on what many call a 200-mile sandbar along the wildly native Atlantic coast. As a nonprofit professional, I had such a heart for bringing resources to underserved youth and artists, New York City, Los Angeles, but the ocean is now my daily muse. So why buoy? To bear my witness to a seaworthy faith, one witness of God's divine persuasion in our deep blue lives, I seek faith that rocks with resilience. Buoy is rocking on a small, sun-drenched platform, spending a few minutes to warm up with the sea lines and navigate a deeper perspective on how our faith is our witness. We all have to swim to it. If you are here to buoy your life in a way only God's swell provides, or your swim brought you to this open water but you're not sure why, we are on the same journey. Hey, thanks for jumping on buoy today. Welcome to Buoy, a Life in Deeper Water podcast, episode 36. I seek humility through the grace of Jesus. Take the lowest place at life's table. Hello, human. It seems impossible to go deep into humility, that even to seek a deeper understanding is fueled by another flavor of pride. But I have to do this, because a humble spirit is, to me, the first light of every morning. So this is part one of two episodes on humility. This episode, 36, The Face of Humility, how Jesus embodied it in his earthly life, and how we seek for it. And next episode, 37, God's Promise to the Humble. It is reported that most of Apostle Paul's writings were written over a span of 15 years. Paul is generally considered to have authored 13 of the New Testament books. In AD 60, he finally arrived in Rome and was imprisoned later that year. For the next two years, Paul would live under house arrest in Rome. He continued to minister to those who visited and encouraged local churches via letters he wrote from prison. It is said that of the four prison epistles, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, Paul likely wrote Philippians last near the end of his Roman imprisonment in AD 61 or 62. So I have turned to imprisoned Paul, who always turns toward Jesus for truth. Philippians 2, 3-11 Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. How is humility defined in the divine context of his earthly life, according to the Apostle Paul and those who lived with Jesus? In verse 3, Paul sets this up by saying, do nothing out of selfishness. 
a desire to put oneself forward, a partisan and fractious spirit. He also says, do nothing out of empty conceit, which is vain glory, groundless self-esteem, empty pride, empty glorying, self-conceit. He encourages, in humility, a deep sense of one's moral littleness, a lowliness of mind. He encourages, in humility, value others as more important, to have or hold over one, to stand out, rise above, be superior in rank, authority. That your focus is on the interest of others. Then starting in verse 6, what Jesus did not do, he did not use his divine nature to his own advantage, but rather for the glory of God. In verse 7, what Jesus did was, he made himself nothing, he became a servant, he humbled himself by being obedient to death. Paul is reminding us that in the kingdom of God, there is no status or value based on wealth or worldly prominence or pursuits. The kingdom is based on the attributes of the king, lowliness, servanthood, obedience. The antithesis of that is evident in how my human nature, my earthly life, falls into the pit of pride. How do I make myself something more? How do I demonstrate authority over others and have expectations that they serve me? How do I disobey God? How do I make my relationships about me and not his glory? How do I turn my focus towards self and away from God? In my career, it was being esteemed by colleagues, board members, the talent in an organization, fueled by seeking approval for those I deemed more powerful. In my relationships, that I will be beloved. But what I really want is for Jesus to be beloved. Using my talent, experience, or wisdom to gain power over someone, others, using my spiritual gifts for my personal advantage, my glory, not God's, judging other people who are judging others. I know that takes a little thought, but I do it. Basing my relationship with Jesus on a quid pro quo mentality that if I serve, I will be served. That an expectation has been thrown down like a gauntlet and the game is on. Taking pride in my day, in other words, caring about how it goes out of self-interest. Feeling sorry for myself, feeling personally neglected, divinely neglected, forgotten. Feeling like I didn't deserve the way someone treated me, so I took offense. Being a little indignant about not getting my just desserts. Not feeling fed, not remembering that Jesus lived an earthly life of physical depravity in the hills surrounding the Sea of Galilee and on Jerusalem streets. In my writing, the temptation to rewrite the Bible, to cast the human shadow of interpretation, to give in to my love of words, to exploit scriptural meaning for the sake of a creative insight. That is why I'm so deliberate in referring to God's word as often as possible. Scripture embraces his glory, which dissipates my pride. And applying that to life more broadly, to explore God's perfect love for the sake of earthly latitude. It's easy to see I have an entire mental archive of ways I take the focus off his nature and claim earthly power props in my life. Does this help you think about how pride robs your humility? What I want most to share with you is that our heart's intent defines our prideful spirit. And it goes beyond boasting in the traditional sense. It is about 
defining boasting as taking our focus off God and on to our earthly position in this life. So it is up to each of us to ask these questions. And my pride is rooted in self-deception, that in thinking I know the way, I actually lose my way, thinking my own nature will get me to where I am going. And that increases the distance between me and God. C.S. Lewis says many things about pride and humility, but he brings it to an enduring simmer in this sentence. As long as you are proud, you cannot know God. The entire earthly life of Jesus was one of little means, beginning with a wooden embrace and the smell of animals he shared his birth cave with. He lived under the scrutinizing eyes of those who watched, who followed, who ridiculed all of them. He walked the path of earthly humiliation, degradation, and condescension. He had short-lived earthly popularity based on what people could see, rally around, with no loyalty to his divine nature. He was exploited, sought out for their own advantage. The believers were in the minority. He held the weight of humanity on that cross, exposed a public spectacle. Yet Jesus tells the Pharisees in John 10, 17, 18, The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. So by his will, he lays it all down. And he tells his disciples, he tells us a parable for how to follow in his footsteps. Luke 14, 7 through 14. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus tells us where we should always start to be humble. Take the lowest place at life's table. Humility is a heart position before our Lord. Humility gives up pride because Jesus already took care of everything. Yet humility is the absence of self-conceit, not self-worth. It is not self-depreciating or mocking. Our self-worth rests in his nature, his glory. Humility cannot be impersonated. False humility is always trending, but impossible to do. Humility is not something you gain by being a certain way. We can only describe someone as being humble if we leave it to God and his attributes to define what that is. Humility comes from the blood of Jesus. I recently came across a litany about humility. A litany is a series of petitions that, within a Christian contest, is recited by a leader, alternating with fixed response by the church body. But I think of it as between me and you. You'll catch on as we go. I want to share it because it captures how pride in self consumes our desires and engages our fears in its blaze. It is authored by Raphael Cardinal Mary Delval Ezuluetta, 
Secretary of State to Pope St. Pius X. Thank you, Cardinal. This litany asks Jesus to deliver us from desires that replace what he has already become for us. This litany asks Jesus to deliver us from fears that he has already suffered for us. And this litany asks Jesus to grant us the grace that he has already delivered to us. It summons the grace of Jesus to fill our hearts with a sovereign desire to give all that we want for ourselves to others. Litany of Humility O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of false statements, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, Deliver me, O Jesus, that others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that in the opinion of the world others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. So beautiful. I want to be humble. It is through the grace of Jesus that we desire humility. And when that happens, we receive God's promise for the humble. Episode 37. His grace, my gratitude, see on the buoy. Thanks for listening today. I encourage you to speak up, human. If Bowie brings value to you, take a moment to share it with someone. Write a quick review so we reach more seekers. Comment, ask questions. You can find me at KatherineVice.com and Bowie Catherine B on Instagram. Bowie is a life in deeper water podcast.